Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. In case you do not know, this is the second monthly podcast I do here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel. My main one is Mod Chat, where it's a little bit edited, and I talk about, you know, cool news topics and other interesting things I find in the world of modding. However, this podcast, Mario's Minute, it's uh, a lot less effort here, admittedly, but I feel like a lot more heart, and I just come on here and talk about Really, whatever the hell I feel like talking about. Sometimes I have a guest, sometimes I don't. I try and alternate every other month, so we'll have guest episode, solo episode. And I did slip up recently, but we're all good here at this point. So if you're looking for Mario's Minute, you can find it here on the YouTube channel, the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel with a visualizer. I think it's kind of a cool looking thing, but you're not missing out on all too much if you don't see the visual. And if you're wanting to listen to it, take it around wherever you want to take it, like well, an actual podcast, uh, you can look up Mario's Minute, uh, Mario's uh, with apostrophe S space Minute in your favorite podcasting app or platform. We're not everywhere, but we're on most providers, so you should hopefully be able to find it. Now, as I said, this episode is a guest episode, and I guess to, uh, you know, to, to the question I always ask here, to my guest, who the hell are you? Hi, I'm Tristan. Um, I'm part of the Discord server. I'm one of the admins. <laughs> hey, Tristan, how's it going? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Excellent. Excellent. So, yes, Tristan, as he was saying here, he is one of the uh, Discord admins. I, um, I do have, I was even going to bring that up here. I do have a Discord server, which has been going strong for the last few years. And there's a, a good amount of, you know, nice people on there. So if anybody ever wants to join, they certainly can. I know it's linked in pretty much every single description of my videos. But, you know, I, Tristan, I, I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't really promote it all that much, kind of partially because I don't really plug it. I forget to, but also partially because it kind of feels like a nice little getaway and kind of like a, hey, if you know, you know, type thing. And we have kind of like a nice tight knit group of people going on there. I feel that. I feel that. Okay. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you agree with me there because I'm just like, yeah, I could open it up and we could just have floodgates of people and everything. And it's like still open, but it's kind of, I guess I look at it as like a, a, a hidden secret, so to speak, or like an open secret. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, even with that, wait, when did you uh, when did you come on board on the server? I'm trying to remember. I think like the first week. Okay. Was that 2016, th 2017, maybe? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Right after, probably right after I graduated high school. So right yeah. on somewhere around there right on right on so so just so the people know the good people that are listening and maybe even watching uh how do we know each other uh i think we met uh back when was that 2017 uh we we met up through the uh discord server and you were in my area and we met up so i think that's how we met okay gotcha that sounds about right yeah because we uh um, I was visiting and uh, we went to Gamers HQ where we met up there, like offline at least. But I know before um, you'd been watching the channel, We I think we like talked on social media and stuff before. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it was it, it was a good time there. It was a good time. But yeah, how's, uh you know, uh, honestly, just what's been going on in your life? How's everything going on your side? Oh, man, not too bad. Uh, just uh, working and messing around, uh, just getting stuff done, so. Okay. Okay. I guess if anybody wants to know more about you, I guess what's some of the stuff that you do? If you feel like disclosing anything. <laughs> uh just like 
I work on electronics sometimes and then uh, listening to music and that that's basically that that's the main thing. So, okay. I mean, hey, those are both very valid, you know, just satisfying things to do. Definitely. Yeah. So, Tristan, I, I did, you know, I didn't share this with the folks on Discord because I wanted to share it on here. And I, I kind of wanted to, I guess, get your like live vocal reaction, everything. I, I just want to know because I, I don't know off the top of your head, but how do you handle hot spice? Uh, not too bad. Uh, kind of just depends on what it is. Okay. I guess like what's your, your favorite stuff or like, what's your limit on there? Just, just so I know, just so I get an idea of this. Um, I, I like, uh, like Buffalo wild Buffalo hot wings, things like that is, uh, kind of where I go. And then anything above that, I haven't really delved into too much though. Okay. 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 No, that's fair. That's fair. That's I. I'm one of those people personally. I love hot spice. I love spicy food as well too. Um, but I wanted to share a story uh, with you, and uh, of course the the good people on YouTube and all the podcasting platforms here uh, about probably the most painful hot spice experience I've had. Um, so this was. I guess what is the is Buffalo the hottest that you'll go or do you go any hotter? I mean, jalapenos and stuff. I I go into that, too. But I mean, I haven't really gone beyond that, really. Okay, okay, that's valid. And sometimes you might not even need to. And maybe you'll hear this. And it's just I I feel like I can handle stuff pretty well. Like um, I'm sure you've seen hot ones and like the whole like last dab thing. they Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that is that sauce is actually really good. And shout out to Devin or Paranoid Coder. He actually not last Christmas, but the Christmas before, I think 2019, he actually gave me a bottle of that. Um, and there's times I do take a dab of it and it's it's good. It is super hot. There's like three forms of pepper X in there. So that's what the three X's are for on it. Um, but it's also hot enough that I can't just like glob it on everything and I cannot eat it two days in a row. If I eat it two days in a row, my mouth will bleed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Um, so what happened was I went to a wing place, like local to my area, and they have these wings there with like just the hottest sauce that you can get. And you can do a challenge of them, but I decided to not do it. I was with a friend who she can handle hot spice pretty damn well. She knows how I can handle it, but she was just like, Hey, we should definitely try these because you handle hot stuff. And how do I say this? Dude, I only had a wing and a half and I was in physical discomfort and pain. And it was about a (laughs) 20 or 24 hour journey. Yeah. You're laughing right now. Oh man. Yeah. There was like they came out, right? And first of all, they they don't even like they they don't mess around. As in they're just like, "Hey, are you sure you want these? Are you sure like there's people who have run to the bathroom, there's people who have thrown up, there's people who've had to go to the hospital, there's people who've like gotten sick off these. Um it can ruin your night. Are you sure you want to do this?" And we say yes. Then they even come out with like a little like so- like sauce container top and that has a little bit of the sauce in there and they have a a toothpick or two and there's like hey so just so we're sure try the sauce and what do you think 
And here's the thing. Like, if you try the sauce, it's hot. It is extremely hot. But the sauce itself, it actually tastes nice. It has a rich, like, texture and presence to it. It's complex. It's actually quite nice to taste. And the hot kicks in. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty delicious. Like, I thought it tasted better than the last dab. So they're just like, okay, you're getting it. But then when the wings come out, even like the person who's bringing them out, she's just like, uh, who ordered these and why? I was like, that's <laughs> me, I guess. And she's like, uh, okay, dude, uh, have fun ruining your night. So they even have that attitude with these. But what ended up happening was like the person I was with, she had like two bites of it. That's where the half came from. So I like finished that wing and then I had another wing and I was like going very liberal with the ranch and all that. But it's just the chicken itself on the wing is good. The spice, like not the spice, the sauce is extremely hot, but still good. But when you put them together, you just have these wings that are just infinite burning oh and God. pain. And every single exhale you take, it's like fire is coming out of your throat. Um, I started sweating. I had to blow my nose a whole bunch. There was not enough water that was available at hand, so I had to keep getting refills of water. Again, this is only a wing and a half. Then when like the physical effects were coming in, I was I was cold and I like I was cold enough to the point where like I was physically shaking and my teeth were chattering. Oh man. Yeah. This is no it's not just like oh it's a hot food. It's like no, it is it is a whole experience right there. Um then I was able to get through the like I I had four more wings. I I box them up. I'm not eating those things. Um but I had enough other food there that it was able to kind of like encase the wing and a half that I had inside of my stomach. So for anybody wondering how the passing went, it was fine. Like that was okay. <laughs> it was a little bit uncomfortable, but it was okay. Like there's nothing to really to write home about on there. Thank goodness. Um, but what happened was I ate all this at maybe seven at night and I had come home kind of late. I went to sleep. I woke up at around 5 a.m. And I felt something that was like, I don't know if I'm about to have diarrhea or if I'm about to be super nauseous and throw up everywhere, but I need to go to a bathroom immediately. So I went, nothing happened. 10 minutes later, same thing happened. I went, nothing happened. Then I just kind of laid in bed, kind of sort of miserable. And my body was just giving off all of this heat. Like my entire body, the temperature just heated up to a... I, I guess kind of toasty level. I didn't physically check my temperature, but I know I was hot. And uh, then probably the, the worst experience with all of this was Tristan, you, you wear glasses, right? Yes. How are you with contacts? Uh, the one time I tried to get contacts, uh, sat there with the lady for two hours, trying to put the contacts in. We were able to do it once. I took them home. I tried the next day and could never get them in, and then I never did them again. Really? Um, I think we talked about that briefly, but was it just like your eye kept like closing and all that, or were you like getting it onto your eye and it just wouldn't stick? Yeah, it's, it's the reflex. Okay, okay, and those reflexes be strong. Yep. So I I understand that pain there. I, I think I told you when I went through my consultation, because for anyone who doesn't know, I actually started wearing contacts in about October or so last year. Um, 
but I had to sit through like a two hour consultation where they pretty much sit there. They're like, Hey, we're going to get the contacts into your eyes three times. <laughs> I, was that kind of the same thing for you? Yeah, it was, but, uh, we only got it in there once and then they were like, Oh, here you go. Have fun. So oh, wow. That's, that for, is not good for context. It was a Walmart. So, Oh, mm, that's your, yeah, that's the mistake. You went to Walmart. <laughs> yep. Um, that's kind of, I get that same thing when like people are just like, what was going on? It's like, they go to Walmart for like car repair stuff or not car repair, but car maintenance. And then it's like bad quality. I'm just like, yeah, you went to Walmart or one of my friends, he went to Jiffy Lube and got his tires like rotated and stuff. And they messed that up. And I was like, yeah, your problem is you trusted Jiffy Lube for anything more than an oil change. And he was like, yeah, but they should, it's just like rotation of tires. It should be easy. And I'm like, again, you trusted Jiffy Lube for something more than an oil change. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's that same thing there. Um, But so with contacts on there, um, I was wearing contacts that night. And you're not supposed to sleep with contacts. Now, the thing is with these sauce on these wings, keep in mind, I'm a clean person. I washed my hands many, many times at this point. Maybe by the time I was taking out my contacts, I had washed and sanitized my hands like 20 or 30 times. You know, just between everything. Um, There is like residual oil that buries itself into your fingers. And you could feel it because... If you like, let's say you scratch your shoulder, your shoulder will then start warming up and will like burn and tingle a little bit. And it was even um, I have like a little bit of a habit where like sometimes like the skin kind of like in a pocket between like where my the tip of my finger is and like my nail is. Sometimes I'll like bite that a bit or something. And I kept getting like the hot sauce feeling like the burning feeling from that. And I'll tell you that did not reside that did not disappear for like a day and a half or two days. Oh no. Yeah. So again, anywhere you go, like I talked with someone else who he experienced the same type of wings and I think he went to the bathroom and he washed his hands before using the bathroom because he wanted to be smart. And that was good because he'd eaten the wings. And then he said, no, uh, it burned when he peed. Like that's how bad this was. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, that did not happen to me. But what happened was I had to take out my contacts and I start like opening up my eye and like my skin is just like tingling and burning. And I had to put the fingers in my eyes to remove the contacts. And I'll tell you, my fingers were red like I was no, my 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 uh, eyes were red like I was super high. I was crying a little bit. I was screaming. I was cussing. It took me like 10 or 15 minutes to remove my contacts because even at one point somehow I don't even know how, but I think I decided to go and get some gloves, like disposable gloves, and they were just too loose that I couldn't take the contact out, but I must have because the next day I found my left contact in the kitchen, and I remember that because I couldn't, I was like poking at my eye because I'm like, I'm pretty sure the contact is there, but I can't tell, but the right eye, I did remember physically removing that contact and taking it out, Um, so there was all that. And it was just not a pleasant experience at all. And again, that residual oil that keeps giving back to you, that didn't resolve itself until maybe like two days after I ate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So when I tell you it is a whole ass experience, it really is. And uh, I can't recommend it at all. But of course, when I tell people about this, they're like, oh, we should totally do that. I'm like, no, don't do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, so that was that was my experience, man. That was like a week actually it was exactly one week ago and I don't recommend it at all. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Yeah. I at least know to not do it at this point, and I can describe it in detail. And people have very much appreciated the story because they like hearing about others in pain. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so not so much about me here, but I did want to kind of riff off you about this, but you know, there's a, a, a what have you thought of, uh, all the hardware here recently that we've been seeing like the switch OLED and the steam deck. Um, I got the steam deck like within two minutes of it launching. So hopefully I'll get that here in December. Um, how, uh, do what uh, now? How, like, uh, how, how good or bad was like, how, how hard did the site crash on you when you were getting the steam deck? I think when I went to process payment, it crashed five or six times. I got lucky, nice. though, because there were some people that uh, the payment server didn't come back up fast enough, and it thought they were trying to buy a million things, so it blocked them. And then oh. it took them like three or four hours to get it, so I got lucky, and that didn't happen. Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah, good luck. I, I think I tried to process it five or six times before it finally went through, so it did go through. Gotcha. Which model did you go with? Uh, the middle model, the 256. Okay, okay, gotcha. And we're still kind of in this limbo right now where it's like it was micro SD card compatible, like you can upgrade it. And then like people are saying no M2, but it's saying now G Gabin said or Gabin said that you can upgrade the M2 slot. But now there's a description saying like it's not meant for users to upgrade. So, Oh, I'm going to upgrade it anyways. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if you didn't. It's like that. That's going to be a terabyte at least. Nice. Yeah, because, I mean, for uh, one terabyte M2, I mean, how much are those running now? Uh, For that model, they're a little more expensive because they're tinier. Um, sure. But I think 100, 150, somewhere in there. That's not bad at all, then. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I I guess what convinced you to get the Steam Deck? Um, I saw it. I was like, this is this looks awesome, and I ordered it. So that's, that's okay. what happened there. <laughs> okay. No, that's that's totally valid reasoning right there. No, Woody was like, what is this? And I looked at it and I was like, uh, we both need to order this like right now. <laughs> yeah, because uh, didn't he and shout out to Woody from the Discord as well, um, or Kanye East as he's currently going by. Yes. yes. Uh, but how, because um, I think he had a GDP win that he sold to you, right? Yeah, GPD win. Yeah, I have GPD. the his GPD win one. Yeah, it's little computer yeah it, it's pretty nice i use it for like just just whatever when it whenever i need something real quick and i it's portable so it's nice okay totally fair i was i think with the steam deck in all honesty i was shocked that it was valve that's doing it like yes. when i first saw it up i think when people were sharing it in discord or on twitter or even both i was like oh this is like another company that is just making a portable switch like computer experience thing. And they're calling it the steam deck. And I was just shocked to find out it's like, no, it's like actually officially from valve. Like you have to get it from valve site. Yeah. I thought at first, the, when I first saw it, I was like, is this actually valve? Is somebody going to get sued here? Like what's <laughs> going on with this? 
we're having to make a little bit of a jump here just because uh, pizza called over at uh, Tristan's place. But uh, I was saying before, one thing that's really cool with the Steam Deck is uh, that it's actually like you can play on it natively as well, too. Like just just from the initial glance at it, I thought it was only going to be streaming. Oh, yeah, no, uh, definitely. The uh, from what they're looking at, a lot of it's going to be like 720p 30. Sure. But the native resolution of it is only 800p anyways. So, I mean, that's going to be pretty good anyways. Exactly. Do you do you think that's I that's what I'm thinking? I think it's going to be, you know, fine. But do you think that's really going to deter a lot of people? Uh, no, I think I think it'll take off. I mean, just based off what the pre-orders were, a lot of people did pre-order it. So, mm hmm. But yeah, and we don't know the difference between who was a scalper and who wasn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I have to say, I do have to applaud Valve on the pre-orders. Like, yeah, probably the first few hours, it was kind of rough on there. But like, I can respect that it's actually open pre-order, which is like, damn it, that's just what I've wanted for the PS5, for example. It's like, or even the Series X. And I'm sure a lot of people would be in my position where there's like, yeah, okay, if I get like a PS5 in a year, that's fine. Just let me put a pre-order in so I can get into a queue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because right now, like even now, if anybody's listening, you can go to open up Steam and you can go to the Steam Deck and you can pre-order any of the three versions or all three if you want to. It's just open. The only difference is it's very much first come, first serve on the pre-orders. So if you were there the first hour or so, like Tristan was, you can get it this year, hopefully. But I know I myself, I did pre-order the 512 gig. I decided to sit on it a bit and kind of ruminate. And then I decided to pre-order it. And mine is slated for like, I think, Q3 2022. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we'll see. I know, I think the limit on there, the screen, the refresh rate, isn't that limited to 60 hertz? Yep, should be 60 hertz, just a standard uh, LCD, I think. I don't okay. think they went OLED on it, which is gotcha. fine because uh, for two ninety nine or three ninety nine, whatever it was, I wouldn't assume that they would have. It's three ninety nine for that base model, yeah. And I don't remember how many gigabytes the base model comes with. I think it's a sixty four gig, but it's a EMMC, and I think it was because they were just trying to cut down on the costs. Because even just with the hardware they've put together, it should have cost like double that. I agree. So, yeah. I, I think it's a cool thing though, and then I don't remember how much the I don't remember how much the middle one is, but I know the top tier one that's about six hundred dollars or so, the five hundred twelve gig one on board. Yeah, it's like six fifty, and then I think the five twenty nine is the middle one somewhere in there. Gotcha. So let's say you get this thing in the mail tomorrow. Like, what are your plans for it? Uh, just uh, gonna see what it can run like on the f device itself. And then actually my current build right now, I was Bitcoin mining for a little while on my 2070 and mm. uh, it was in a big tower and I ended up building like a little ITX build and it sits in my bedroom hooked up to my 4K TV. So I don't really turn it on that often, but I was thinking maybe streaming from that. Okay, gotcha. Just like have all your games on there and use it as like as your like your game host, so to speak. Oh, definitely. Okay. Gotcha, because like Steam's, uh, it's been a while since I use it, but like Steam's like in-home streaming and all is actually pretty damn nice. Yes. Yeah, as long as you have, you know, all your settings configured right and everything. And by that, I mean, it's like if you're on your TV, you know, turn on game mode and then you have to like uh, have a good network connection, like internal network connection and such. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah, because I think my first experience with it, and granted, this is so many years ago, but I think it was like 2014, 2015. Jeez, okay. But it was in college, and I just remember um, a friend of mine was showing it to me, and I was trying it on his, and I was like, yeah, this is cool, but there's like a second delay on everything I'm doing. And I was like, it was really bugging me because I was playing a shooter. <laughs> okay, so Wi-Fi 5, if you have like AC Wi-Fi, that's really, and you have the uh, the computer hardwired. Yes, uh, it's really good. Mm, but mm. Um, Wi-Fi six has really improved that as well because uh, I got an Oculus Quest here recently, and uh, I've been doing game streaming from uh, my computer to that, and it, mm-hmm. it's the response time is as if I had a cable hooked up to it. That's awesome, and that's from the other room. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think, and granted, I mean, this was so many years ago. This is, geez, like seven years ago at this point that I tried it at my friend's place, um, seven, maybe eight years ago. And he was telling me, like, because he was aware of the latency on there, and he was even saying it was something along the lines of, uh, it was something weird with the network that was there. Like, he was hardlined and such, but I think I think it was something like the the host, I, I think the host computer was hardlined, but I want to say the computer we were streaming to that was hooked up to his PC was not hardlined. I think that was wireless. And then there was something weird going on with the network as well, too, like his internal network. So it just caused that extra bit of delay. And I was like, this is this is cool, but I can't play Bioshock like this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see what people can do in regards to if there's going to be any like custom distros for it that would be tailored more for like emulation and such. Well, from what, from what I've been told, uh, steam is really kind of pushing proton, which is their, uh, their windows emulator. Um, so Mm -hmm. what I'm hoping they can do is maybe get some like direct X support or something in there, like kind of an emulator for it, like maybe to talk to it. And that, sure. that might help it along a little more as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said it's pretty open. So like maybe you could have like an SD card that boots like open ELEC or something. And maybe that would run some good emulators. Yeah, because they've been I mean, they're pretty much just like, hey, you don't you're not even like modding this thing. I mean, this just open. Like if you want to wipe it and put a whole other OS on there, you can. This is this is a computer. You can do what you want to with it. Um, I think the only thing that is kind of iffy is, again, that that M2 slot where it is there. But it's saying that they don't recommend like a user upgrade it. Uh, but I don't remember who, but I was, I was talking with somebody who was worried and they're like, yeah, I, I'm just worried that, you know, if I open it up, it can void my warranty. And I'm like, well, actually, it, you know, because of uh, right to repair passing, thank goodness, uh, you cannot uh, that that's that's not going to be a thing. Like you can open it up and put it in there. And you're not going to void your warranty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, as long as you don't physically damage the hardware. Um, exactly. Usually they'll honor your warranty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even like when it comes to computer hardware, a lot of companies are more lenient on it. Like if you have a bad GPU, it's like you can even like open up the GPU, put a whole different cooler on there, like repaste it, which you should be doing if you're going to be doing that and all that stuff. And if the GPU is faulty, like you can just return it back to stock hardware and send it along and they don't really care what you did to it. Yep, that's Just as long I... as, you know, of course, you didn't... Da- like, as long as they... As long as they open it, and they see that you did not cause damage to it yourself, it's fine. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it now. Admittedly, it was kind of you all that uh, 
all the excitement, and everything. I was like, sure, let's get this. Let's see why not. Cause it's only, it was, it was $5 down. And I'm just looking at a thing of like, look, if I, if I get it and like it awesome, which I probably will, if I don't like it, then I can, you know, sell it or just throw in the closet, whatever it is. Uh, or if I just don't want it at all, I can always cancel and get my $5 back. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Should have ordered when we said so, because now you're going to have a wait. I don't really mind the wait, though, but I I do understand that. Yeah, I kind of just I think just with all like the PS5 stuff, like trying to consistently get one or even like the Series X and everything. I'm just so annoyed with going to a site at a specific time and just constantly F5ing and all that. Oh, man. Yeah, I I understand. No, the I got really lucky the times that I got my Xbox and PS5. So, Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know I've had no luck with that, and we're, we'll actually talk about that later. But there was a uh, there was one other piece of hardware I wanted to ask you about that uh, I guess went up for pre order. The because uh, we kind of started going into the Steam Deck, of course. But uh, the Switch OLED, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, the hype train was kind of a little high on that one, so uh, kind of understandable that they kind of let us down on that one. Sure, but. <sighs> I guess here's the thing. Do you think Nintendo let us down or do you think it was just kind of like all the hype and quote unquote leaks that really led to that letdown? It's a little bit of both because Nintendo had the chance. They could have clarified the they could have clarified the rumors and all that stuff. And they they just kind of let them go ham, I guess. Yeah. But then again, when I the thing is, too, when you're and not I'm not just defending Nintendo, but when there's a company like that, you don't want to, you know, answer everything. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So uh, for anybody who does not know the Switch OLED model, it's going to be three hundred fifty dollars as opposed to three three hundred USD. Uh, it is going to have a OLED screen, of course, a seven inch screen. So there's going to be less bezel. I believe the switch itself is going to be a tiny bit bigger. It's going to have upgraded speakers. Um, of course, an upgraded screen. It is the Aula motherboard, AULA, but it's going to be a Mariko revision, uh, like Mariko CPU on there or, you know, uh, SOC. That's what it is. So you're going to get the better battery life that the yep. Mariko refresh units did have. Um, the now, dock... with, this, with the screen, it's going to be a 7-inch screen, but it's in the same size form factor, so the bezels are smaller. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because um, it's going to be that. Um, so, of course, bigger, better screen. Um, I feel like there's something else that I'm forget. Oh, a better kickstand kick as well. Stand, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the dock itself. I actually did not know this small detail. So I knew that it's going to have um, Ethernet on there, which I, mm-hmm. I do have some opinions on. But I did not know that they carved out one of the USB ports. So you're not going to have a USB port available but you will have direct Ethernet on the dock. Yep, that's a bandwidth limitation of the uh, of the uh, chip on the Nintendo Switch that handles the USB-C. Yes, yes, indeed it is. Um, so I don't know for I guess for me, because I know you weren't as on board with it. And I was speaking to people who they're just like, it is a completely useless upgrade. You don't need it. And I guess there's been kind of a conundrum that I've seen. Because mm-hmm. there's, in my mind, so these are the models. There is, you know, Arista, the original launch model, and that's what I have. Uh, Arista patched, so that just doesn't allow software exploits on there. Yes, it does have warm boot hacks if you're on 4.1 and you've never taken it online, but I digress. 
Uh, then there is Mariko, which is the red box Nintendo Switch, as well as the Switch Lite. Both of those are Mariko. Uh, so they have the new system on a chip. Uh, it is cooler, it uses less power, and therefore it has better battery life. But you also have to have a hard mod if you ever want to modify the system itself. You don't yes. have the software hacks that original Arista did have. Um, I feel like for that Mariko refresh, there was a lot of excitement for it. At least what I was seeing online, there was people who were like, oh, yeah, this red box switch and, you know, it has it, it's cooler and it's better and it's going to have double the battery life, which granted, I mean, that's awesome. But you just have the exact same. It's just a different skew that is mm -hmm. going to run cooler and it's going to have better battery, which is all good. And I saw more excitement for that than the switch OLED model, which to me, I feel like these are pretty good quality of life enhancements, as in pretty much if you are if you're someone like me who you really like to play in portable mode, but you have a full Switch, and you're coming from a launch model, to me, this is a pretty nice stepping stone upgrade. Because uh, having the better kickstand, sure, I don't really use it that much, but it's fine. Having the better speakers will most certainly be nice. The better screen, absolutely, because that's where I'm going to be using it. And I guess the part where I was going to say on this with the Ethernet port, where it shows that Nintendo was actually listening to, you know, some boots on the ground feedback is funny enough. This is the first Nintendo system, the Switch OLED model that has had Ethernet on it, like the first retail system like that. You didn't have to get an expansion or anything. Um, yes, you don't plug it directly in, but you pop the dock, you pop the switch into the dock and then you have it there. And the reason why I'm kind of making more of a deal about that is because at the beginning, there was people who like play competitive Smash and competitive uh, Splatoon, and even just people who just value a good online experience. And yeah, there's kind of jokes there because Nintendo Switch Online. But the point is, people were saying like they were mad. And they're just like, I want, I want Ethernet. Like PlayStation has Ethernet, Xbox has Ethernet, Nintendo give me Ethernet. Like I don't want to deal with Wi-Fi on this console. So anybody who is serious about playing online on the Switch had one of those USB to Ethernet adapters, and they were playing that way. Mm -hmm. So this upgrade, it's just straight up, like the, the Ethernet port, it's really not going to get used by most people. Most people are not going to care about it because the Switch is really not a console that you wire in. But for anybody who's playing, uh, especially competitive Smash, competitive Splatoon 2, that is really big for them. And that to me shows it's like, oh... You took this feature that a minority of people were really adamant about, and it can be truly useful, and you implemented it in here. So props on that, at least. Yeah. So uh, one thing, one reason that I think there's not as much hype around this one is because I think with the Marco one, it the battery life on it was like a two-hour difference. It was two to four. It was pretty much double, because I think the regular Switch, it could go for about two to five hours and Mario can go for about 4 to 10. Yeah, because both of my Switches now die, because uh, around the time that they were releasing the revision, I decided that it was time for me to get into the Switch modding scene. So I mm -hmm. wanted to get a second Switch and mod that, and uh, ended up going to my favorite place, Walmart. And uh, they, <laughs> I, I worked there at the time, I think. Uh, sure. And uh, so I went through all of them, and I was looking at like a serial number checker, and there was one in there, that was one of the older models that I was pretty sure it was one of the older models and I bought it and sure enough it was. So I got lucky right on right yeah. on then. Yeah. I, 
I know that a lot of people are wanting the pro model, which like to me, this shows that I don't think we're going to get a pro model switch. We are four years into the switch's life cycle. We have this. Yep. It's not a refresh. It's just it's it's like a slim model. It's it's a redesign, really, kind of like the Xbox One to the Xbox One S or the PS2 to the PS2 Slim. It's just a different model of the Switch that's still going to be there. And those Pro models, uh, I know Adam Korlick made a pretty good video about it, but those Pro models were never really expected. There's been, in the history of game consoles, there's been three true like Pro models of systems, which has been the new 3DS, the PS4 Pro, and the Xbox One X. But every other time with consoles, every time they're like slimmed down or changed up or improved or anything... It's either different SKUs or it's a different model refresh, but it's never like a spec upgrade, you know? Yeah, and I think I think that was one thing with it is that a lot of people got overhyped on it and whatnot. But uh, MVG made a good point um, with the performance of it. There are some mm-hmm. games on the Switch that could have really used a little bit of a spec bump, like, uh, oh, what was it? There was like a Zelda game. That, uh, uh yeah uh the not hyrule warriors by no age of calamity i think age that's of a, calamity yeah that one definitely could have used a spec bump but i think a lot of people were looking for maybe they were thinking well xbox and playstation did a mid-gen upgrade maybe the switch is gonna do it but i i, mm-hmm. I think nintendo has other plans so and nintendo kind of does their own thing so i'm of the belief i believe that the switch pro will just be the switch 2 Like at this point, we're four years in, we're getting this Switch OLED model. I'm personally going to pick it up because for me, as someone who uses their Switch as pretty much kind of like their primary system at this point, and as someone who I I did not get patched Arista, I did not get the Mariko refresh, I'm coming from the original launch model. Yeah. All those quality of life improvements are enough to make me upgrade. Well, yeah, definitely. And I mean, coming from somebody else who has the original model, I mean, I haven't experienced the improved battery life on the newer ones. So, I mean, maybe at that point it's worth an upgrade. But I think Mm -hmm. if you just recently went out and got the newer Marco model, I don't know if it's worth it, but... I would agree with you, yeah, unless you're somebody who's constantly using it. And I know that there's some people who they're kind of just looking for a reason to upgrade as well, because... there yes. was uh, several months ago, there was a, a podcast I was listening to and one of the gentlemen on there, he was saying that he was planning on definitely getting like whatever switch upgrade came out because his wife's switch was just kind of toast. It was about to be done. And they're like, really? Wait, what do you mean? Is it about to break? They're like, no, no, no. It's just whenever she plays it, that fan kicks up to full speed and it's going to run. And I'm like, well, in my head, I was kind of like, well, dude, you can open the switch, clean it replace the thermal paste, put it back together, it will run like day one. Like, that is not a reason to pick up a whole new Switch. But I get it. You like the Switch a lot. You like that ecosystem. You want the nice, new, shiny Switch. I get that. <laughs> yep, and a lot of people don't don't think to open something up, and that, exactly. that's kind of and what it is. The Switch can be scary to open up, but it's not all too bad. But getting that, like, oh my god, getting the the heat spreader off of there not like the big pipe but the one that covers the soc ah, i just i cringed so hard taking that off i mean i had issues when i was installing that trinket mm-hmm. uh the screen ribbon cable is very it you have to be very careful with it because if you're not you'll ruin the connector and then you're done mm-hmm. yeah. you, you have a dock only switch 
and it's mm. a, it's very easy to stick it in there wrong and ruin it. And I've seen plenty of people do it. Um, I know I so I personally haven't done any mods like that, but I know with the DS Lite, I want to say. Uh, when I was working at a game shop, our tech did not want to work on the DS lights because the ribbon cable for the shoulder buttons was super, super sensitive and very easy to break. Yes. Yeah. So because you're I mean, you're literally dealing with mobile hardware right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking on there, though, there was there was something else I was going to say about the switch OLED model. But no, um, I was just going to say for the the switch pro. And I remember even like all the rumors just kind of annoyed me with that because there was like all these rumors that were coming out. And I know MVG shout out to him again. He, he did really good videos covering that and he was kind of going over stuff. He's like, yeah, this doesn't make all too much sense. And I've personally, he's like, he's like, I'm a registered Nintendo developer and I haven't heard of anything. Now I'm not an internal one, but I haven't heard anything in regards to this. And we would have, we would have gotten some update of some kind in regards to like a new model or a new dev kit or whatever this might be here. Um, but even so, I know this was very much a thing of the just hype leakers kind of just like, oh, well, listen to me. You know, I got a trusted source versus the data miners. I loved that. And the data miners did come out on top because it was always Cyrus M. It was um, Hex Keys and several other prolific people in the Switch modding community who work on important stuff like, I don't know, Atmosphere custom firmware. They're looking at it and they're disassembling every single firmware update. And they're like, Yep, uh, there is evidence of an ALA model. There's no evidence of this new SOC that people are talking about, even if that was available. There's not really a way this could really work in the current Switch ecosystem. All software will pretty much have to be recompiled to work on this brand new SOC that is not backwards compatible. Like, none of these leaks that are coming out make si- like Like, they don't make technical sense versus the reverse engineering and documentation that we have here. Yeah, and that was kind of the problem with the original Switch. Um, they were originally going to use, I think it was a Tegra X2, which yeah. is a, which is actually a more forward compatible chip than the X1 is. Now, the issue with that is they didn't decide to go with that, and it cut the cost down at the time. But now they're kind of stuck because they yep. can't. There's nowhere really to go at that point for mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like true backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking when the new model comes out, they they're gonna find a way to maybe make it to where it can emulate it or something. But there's no true forward compatibility at that point. Yeah, I would I would hope so because it'd be just so disappointing to leave all that behind. Because I mean I'm I'm pretty invested in my Switch library now and the ecosystem. I really like it. So oh definitely yeah. yeah. Um, but I know even on there when people are talking about that switch model, like the, the switch pro again, I think the quote unquote switch pro is just going to be the switch Two or whatever the successor to the switch is going to be. It's not going to be this switch OLED model. The switch OLED model was never designed to be a switch pro. And even in regards to that there, I was half joking with one or two of my friends where they were asking, they're like, because some of the reports are kind of outlandish, where it's going to be like, it's going to be this whole, pr- pretty much, it was like going to be a Switch 2, but it was going to be a Switch Pro model, and it was supposed to come out like October or like sometime this year. And my friends are running this by me, they're like, do you really think that's going to happen? And I'm like, uh, in the current climate with the chip shortage we have, I don't think so. And even if they do make this magical, mythical, crazy Switch Pro model, 
because of how everything is like the chip shortage and such there's going to be like five of them made in the world <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah so oh well we, we got it i know a lot of people aren't happy with it but a lot of people are happy with it and i actually got a pre-order in for it so i'm happy about that <laughs> yeah i was wondering how you did that because i i didn't even see the link come alive so that it must have went pretty fast so i know that it came i nintendo said what time it was going to be going out and i chose best buy as my retailer and i found the listing for it and i just kept refreshing until the add to cart came and it was it, it, it definitely my heart was beating and everything but when it came i was able to go in i was able to do my verification i had to log in again i had to check another thing and then i was able to buy it like it was it was actually purchasable and attainable for once yeah the the that's the main thing with a pre-order they might have more allocation for it than when like they do a ps5 drop or something for sure so. for sure yeah now we do kind of keep talking about the ps5 and i did want to uh give my ps5 thoughts on here as well um but you know in short like I've been talking about the pain of getting a PS5. I've had absolutely zero luck getting one of these damn things. I've been joking saying the PS5 doesn't exist. Uh, recently, though, I did find one PS5. Like, I actually, I, I went over to a friend's house. I saw a PS5. I was like, this thing is huge. I touched it. I'm like, okay, it exists. And then I didn't play because I'm like, I, I want to experience it for myself. Um, but I did get a hold of a PlayStation 5 here. And uh, I actually did... I, I got a hold of it thanks to Tristan here. Yep. Yep, yeah. definitely. Yes. So weeks before this, right? So for several weeks, like Tristan's been coming through and every time he sees a drop, he sends me links. Like it's Walmart or it's Best Buy or it's GameStop or something. And like every time I go there, like the site is broken or I can't get through. And Tristan has had better luck than me. So even there's times I cannot get through and he's like, oh, I have it in my cart. I have it in my cart. I'm able to get through. And it was to the point where I even told him, like, hey, if you buy it for me, I will pay you back and put a little bit of scratch on top and just come and pick it up from you. And he wasn't able to do that, just like liquid funds and such. But what happened was it was funny this past week. Uh, you kind of it was a sympathy sale. You felt bad enough for me where you just messaged me. You're like, dude, I don't even use this PS5. I have like three games. I've played all that I want to. I've booted it like five times. If you want it, here's the price. It's yours. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, I just kind of sat here for a while and I was looking at it and I kind of felt bad and I was like, you know what? I, I probably, he'll probably use it more than I will. So I was like, here you go. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And the, even the... Uh, because I bought it from Tristan for, like, it was the console itself with everything included, the black plates that I think D-Brand made, I want to say. Yes. And uh, three games. It's Returnal, Ratchet and & Clank, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. So I just bought everything from you. And really just, and, and thank you for this, but really, like, the, the cost of everything, it's pretty much like you rented a PS5 and a few games, and you're out to, like, tens of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's you, you got most of your money back is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, I, I did kind of want to, you know, update you on that and tell the people what I think of the PS5 and even kind of get your thoughts on this as well, too. But actually, even I mean, it, it's funny because we're talking about the same PS5. But what were your thoughts of the PS5? 
Uh, I really liked it. The uh, with Ratchet and Clank, especially. Um, one thing they did with that game is they the SSD in it is actually fast enough that mm-hmm. they can de- when you pass through a rift in that game, it deloads all the assets except for the character and then instantly reloads the new assets all in real time. Seriously? Yep. Jeez. Okay, because I haven't obviously from that reaction I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. the The first couple times I did it, I was like, "What is this witch witchcraft trickery?" Mm-hmm. As they would call it. So, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I mean, what what else did do you think of it? What else surprised you? I'm just wanting to hear your thoughts, kind of compare and contrast. Uh, kind of the the what else surprised me is kind of with the PS4 games, the upscaling on that. Um, a, a lot of them even unoptimized run a lot better on the ps5 than what i saw on the uh ps4 and the ps4 pro mm-hmm. so that that was something else and then uh really i mean i a lot of people were saying that their ps5s ran super loud and sounded like jet engines i didn't really have that issue okay so gotcha i i think on the ps5 the only thing that's been loud has been the disc drive like when it spins up like i do hear that disc drive yes that that thing's louder than the fans (laughs) yeah 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 but here's the thing i deal with the ps4 pro and i have two ps4 pros you have the original one i have the originals and i've opened them up cleaned them repasted them with uh mx4 and they're loud. They're so loud. They're loud enough to the point where games like Final Fantasy 15, I stopped playing partially because the game is just boring and partially because the system is so damn loud. <laughs> it's it, it's bad. <laughs> so it, there's there's been that. But those are good points on there. I, I guess for me. So I've only played one game on it so far, which has been Resident Evil Village. Um, I picked it up on PS4 and i was playing on ps4 pro a few weeks ago i'm not that far into i'm only like an hour or two into it honestly uh but one thing i completely forgot about is it has a ps5 free upgrade there yes and for anyone who doesn't know the way that works and there's several games that have that because you you can it's backwards compatible so if you have a ps4 game you could put it in and it just plays there is a small handful i think there's less than 10 ps4 games in the entire library and that includes pt which is technically not a game but still i digress there's less than 10 ps4 games in the entire library that will not play on the playstation 5 so if any of those games are super important to you like pt for example you will still need a ps4 on the side to play those um however with the ps5 my experience with resident evil 5 it's pretty much been or resident evil 8 excuse me getting everything mixed up now like i put the ps4 disc in and it started installing the ps4 copy And then I look and it says like, oh, there's a PS5 version available. So you have to like go into the settings and tick it and then you can download it. And it says, yeah, this download is available for free. You can download the PS5 build to your system. You just have to keep the PS4 disc in when you're playing it, which makes sense to me. So you can technically have both builds on there. You can have the PS4 build and the PS5 build. You have to download the entire PS5 build because it's not physically on the PS4 disc, which makes sense. Uh, But then at that point, I also deleted the PS4 build because at that point I had no reason to run it. And and that's one thing with uh, what I liked about the Series X 
you don't deal with all that. It, it automatically when when you at the time you go to download it, it automatically figures out what hardware you have and it downloads that version. Which and that is yeah, the yeah. PS5 is kind of weird in that, that regard. Is, yeah, that's absolutely correct. I will give I don't own a Series S or a Series X, but I will give them that props there for Microsoft. Like smart delivery would be so much nicer on the PS5 because at that point, yeah, again, you you buy a game on your Xbox One, and if that is the latest build available, like the latest optimized build, you put it into your Series X, and it will install that build. But if there's a Series X optimized version, it will download, you know, either the... I guess I can ask you, if there's a Series X build of a Xbox One game, like on disc, it does it download a patch that kind of just patches on top of the xbox one build or does it download a whole new build for the series x i think it patches it i'm, I'm okay. not 100 percent sure on that because i haven't played very many disc games because i think i played village on the ps on the xbox okay so i had village on disc and it i think it automatically just downloaded the series x build so Gotcha. So whole build there then. Okay. And that would make sense too. Or if there's a digital copy that you have on the series S you'll go there, you go to your library or you purchase it and it will download the series S optimized version. But yeah, with the PS five here, you have to do that whole rigmarole where it's like I put in a PS four disc, it can install the PS four build just fine. But if there's a PS five version available, you have to go out, you have to specify that download, download it. And then if you want to, you can delete the PS4 build because there's no reason for it. Or you can just keep the PS4 build and play that one if, if you want to on PS5. That'd be good for like comparisons and such, I'm sure. But for me, where I just want to play the game and enjoy it, there's no physical reason for me to play the PS4 version on PS5 when there's a PS5 build for, for free for me. And that's how it is with most people, so. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, so there was that... And the save system, this is specifically with Resident Evil, but this was kind of annoying to me. So I have PlayStation Plus. I was playing on PS4 Pro. I was uploading my saves. So logically, I went to the PS5. I go to my saves. I download my village save. I popped in, you know, the disc. I play the PS5 build. Brand new game. Like, none of my settings carried over. Nothing. And I'm just like, what the hell? What's going on? So I had to look up ps4 to ps5 resident evil village save transfer and i found out that you have to boot up the ps4 copy of the game you then have to boot up resident evil and you go into the options on resident evil and there's something called save data upload and you upload your save data to capcom's servers so you don't just upload onto psn if you want to do cross play you have to upload the save data to capcom servers then you exit out of the ps4 build you have to then boot into the PS5 copy. You then go to options yet again. You download your save from Capcom servers. And then at that point, you have, you know, your crossplay and all that set up and you can continue with your save. But I was just disappointed by that. I'm not sure if that's specifically Sony or if it's Capcom or if it's both. But I was kind of expecting a thing where you put in the disc and it will, you know, the PS5 build plays. And when you boot it, it'll give you a message like, hey, we noticed that you have a save from the PS4 version of Resident Evil Village. Would you like to convert it to a PS5 save? Warning, when you do this, you can't convert back down, which I would have been okay with, but you just have to go through that extra step and process. <laughs> See, and I think on the 
Xbox, it does a lot of that on the back end, but I mean, yes, that that's part of Microsoft's deal. But I did have that issue with uh, Spider Man, so I had the PS4 version of Spider Man when I originally played it, and I went to pull my save down, and it does not work with the uh, new version that came with uh, Miles Morales. I heard that, yeah, the- and, there, and there's there's no fix for it or anything. Not that I could see. I I just started over at that point. Mm, that's disappointing but but spider-man's fun so starting over wasn't horrible <laughs> okay gotcha gotcha yeah because i i actually i still need to start spider-man so now i have spider-man and i have miles morales um but yeah he, he, on there so funny enough it's sounding like that if you just want like general like just general good quality of life stuff the xbox might have nailed it more this time around out the gate than the playstation i i think it'll i think they'll come around I think so. Well, especially even now, I'm talking about such a temporary measure. Like, I'm talking about, you know, a PS4 game, putting it in there, there's a free PS5 upgrade. But in, like, three years, when, let's say, Resident Evil 9 comes out, I don't think they're going to make Resident Evil 9 for PS4 and Xbox One. It's going to be PS5 and Xbox Series. So we're not even going to have this. You're just going to buy your game. You're going to put the disc in, install it, and just play it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So this is temporary for the first year or two that these systems are out. Um, I just thought of this with the shortages and with how many people cannot get these new systems they might have to even extend that out a little bit more just because it's like there's people like me who if you didn't come around and thank you so much but if you didn't come around with your offer i would just i would not be able to play on a ps5 (laughs) yeah and that that's one thing uh from what i've been told the silicon a lot of the shortages were because they ramped down during covid and then uh, one issue with that is that orders are still coming in. So uh, mm-hmm. I think right now they're, one or two of the companies are in the process of making new foundries. But the issue is that'll be 2022, 2023, because it takes a long time to to do that. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. It certainly does. I know with the, I'm not sure what thoughts you had on the UI, but it's not that I hate it but I'm not in love with it. And I see the upgrades that they're doing to the whole user interface and stuff, but it's just a little, I'm not super crazy about the whole, the the new menu system and everything on the PS five. It it was a little off putting. Um, Mm -hmm. It's smooth and it, and it runs great. It's just super smooth. Yeah. The, the, they changed like where the settings and stuff are like different things. And it was, it threw me off a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like the I I personally I love the XMB or the cross media bar. So that's what you see on, you know, the PSX, like the the PS2 DVR. You see it on the PSP, on the uh, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Just the PlayStation 4 felt like a natural evolution of the XMB. I guess what I told a friend today was I said the PlayStation 5 feels like they were like, well, we can't stick to the same thing. We have to upgrade this. And we have to do like a giant overhaul and we don't really want to, but we're kind of being forced to do so. So a lot of the upgrades don't really seem, I I guess the menu system to me, it doesn't feel like a natural progression. It feels like it was just a forced upgrade. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Not to say that it's bad. I just have to learn it a bit more, but it doesn't feel as intuitive as what I felt with the previous Sony consoles. Yep. I think, I think you'll get used to it. It, It's just, it's just kind of off-putting 
Sure, sure. Because I've I've even heard, I, I even said I'm like it feels like they kind of like took the PS4 UI, forced a big giant overhaul, and then took like bits of the PS like of the Xbox UI that I don't really like around like the home button and all that stuff. Um, and I've even heard when I've complained about the Xbox UI, people have said, "Oh, it's it's not bad. It's actually way better. You just need to, you know, it, it yes, it's more complex, but you just need to navigate it. And then once you can navigate, it's good." I'm like, no, I that that doesn't really make it better that just means that you got used to it <laughs> that that was one thing it did take me an hour or two to figure out like there was some function that i was trying to do and it ended up that it was under that uh you have to hold the home button to get to it i think it was uh putting the system to sleep mode i couldn't figure it yes. out <laughs> and yeah, then i was because... like is this like the xbox and i held the button down and there it was there Yes, yeah, yeah, because if you just tap the PlayStation button, it doesn't take you to home, but if you hold it down, it brings up like a little nav bar at the bottom where you have like notifications, friends list, um, your power settings are all the way to the right, and then you go there and you can put into rest mode and all that. Yeah, it's just too many steps. Exactly, yeah, so I, the only thing is, Sony historically doesn't really change their UI, so we're kind of just stuck with this, and I think we're going to get little tiny updates here and there and maybe one or two additional settings but no this is this is how it is so if you don't like it and you're not going to grow to like it you're never going to grow to like it is what i'm saying it's it's not like xbox where over its lifetime it's going to change the ui like eight times nope you're you're stuck with what you got yep yep there's so there's been that but i I don't want to just talk about like the negatives of that like the actual positives positives have been i did not realize how much of an upgrade the the game was like because i've been playing village how much of an upgrade really even that ssd was until i have a ps4 pro with ssd installed and it is a very nice upgrade for the ps4 pro but i'm i'm also not going to be you know ignorant to this i know that it's not nearly on the level of the ps5 um, definitely not how that ssd was designed so i didn't realize how big it was until like i put in resident evil on the ps5 i noticed my save wasn't there and I didn't have the, the PS4 build installed and I didn't have the patience. So I turned off the PS5. I go to the PS4 Pro, turn it on, put in the disc. And, you know, like you boot up the game, you wait like two minutes or so. Then you get to the main menu. And then I two minutes, that's an exaggeration, but still it's like a minute or two. You get to the main menu, you upload your save, and then you're done. You take out the disc, you turn off the PS4. I go back to the PS5. I put in the disc. I turned on Resident Evil. Three seconds in three seconds, I was at the menu and I just screamed. I'm like, what the fuck? This took me three seconds to get here. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's uh, well, it's two things. One, the architecture is newer. And then the other thing is it's op. the games are now being optimized to run on SSD. So here in a few years, how some people are hooking up uh hard drives and that that's one reason why on the xbox and the playstation you can't load ps5 or series x games onto a hard drive because the games are built with the ssd in mind that is correct yes yeah and that was actually so that's that is one thing i'm excited for because the storage does make a difference and even last generation i was excited about that because of course like you know seventh generation the ps3 had games that had partial installs but you play them off the disc uh, the Xbox 360, near the end, it had games that required partial installs, but you still could play them off the disc. And some of them would even, like Halo 3, Titanfall, they'd use the hard drive for caching in a specific way. Uh, but 
I was a big proponent. Like I was excited when the Xbox 360 allowed disc installs because I was like, I put less wear on my drive. The system is going to be quieter. The games are going to be more optimized. And I was always a big proponent of that. I'm like, no, guys, when you first get a game, put it in your disc drive, install it, spend 10 or 15 minutes installing it, and you don't have to worry about it again after that. You're going to have a much better experience. So when 8th generation came along and they forced installs, because any game you play on the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4, you put it in and the game is going to install and it will copy the game disc like data from the disc to the hard drive. It's not going to be immediate, but over time it will do that. And I was a big supporter of that. I'm like, no, that's what needs to happen because that way also developers are building this game to run off of a hard drive, which is going to be better and faster than running off of a disc. And they don't have to take account for some disc users and some hard drive users, which I really liked there. So now, even with that, you had this big mix and coagulation of, uh, you know, different hard drives, decaying hard drives. Now you have SSDs in there. Are people installing what's going on? Trim versus not trim. But with the PS5, you have one SSD. I don't like that it's soldered in, by the way. I don't like that because of repairability issues. But the point is, everyone has the same SSD. Everyone has the same type of storage. It's all good. And there is that M2 slot that is available, but Sony has not activated it yet at this point in july 2021 because they have said that yes it's available there but we're only going to activate it with a firmware update once there are drives on the market that can that will meet the standard we're looking for so even with that they're not going to allow you just put like a cheap kind of slow m2 drive in there it needs to be to a certain spec that is going to really operate on par with the internal ssd so still developers are going to be developing with that same mindset and with these same storage capabilities, which is really exciting to me for them. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was, that was something else with the SSDs. Uh, I know the Xboxes is actually replaceable, but I've seen a few people try to replace it and it's not, it's keyed to the system. Yeah, and even then, I think the SSD in the Xbox, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's even a newer physical standard, so it's smaller than like any other M2 drive that you can buy right now. Yeah, it's the same one the Steam Deck's going to be using. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. But it does have, Xbox does at least have the expandable storage, but they've even capped the market on that, where it's very much like, these are the only, you can only buy these Seagate ones right now, and it's, these ones it's are like literally sanctioned by us. It's literally the only the Seagate one. Yes, yeah, it is. <laughs> For yeah, $200. They, and, but I understand, because they, and look, this is coming from someone who doesn't like Seagate, but I understand Microsoft's point, because just like Sony, they, they want it to be, you know, on the same par, and they're like, hey, this Seagate drive is going to be on par with the internal drive on the Xbox One, you know, X- Xbox Series S or X there. Um, just Sony, they're not doing a special proprietary format. They're just allowing general M2, but they're just saying again, hey, we need to wait for that good shit to get onto the market first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, I I am looking forward to when we can expand that because, I'm sure you've seen with the download size and all that, dude, it feels like I can only put like four games on the console. Uh, yeah, I was running into that issue as well. Um, especially since, uh, with the PS five, they gave you a whole bunch of, uh, if you have PS plus gave you a whole bunch of the like PS four exclusives that you can download. 
the PlayStation Plus collection is awesome. For anyone who doesn't know, if you have PlayStation Plus and you get a PlayStation 5, when you go to the PlayStation Network store on PS5, there are 20 games, good games, good exclusive games that you can download to your system. That includes like the Ratchet and Clank reboot, Days Gone, uh, God of War reboot, Bloodborne, uh, Until Dawn, and of course, 15 other games. And they're genuinely good games. Yes, yes, definitely. Good recommendation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's been that. Um, I was shocked with the speed, but even one thing you mentioned in terms of upscaling there, one thing that shocked me is like, I'm just going to be honest, like, okay, so the first night I got it back from you, I came home late, and I'm like, I'm tired. So the PS5 sat in the box. The second night, I hooked it up. Uh, I set it up and everything, got to mess around with it a little bit, got my save over, and I was like, well, now it's like 1 a.m. I'm tired. So uh, I decided to download Plex because that's where I watch most of my media from because I have my own Plex server and download Plex, set it up on there, link my account to it, start watching stuff. Now, typically on the same TV, I have a Plex app built into the TV and it's it's a, quite a good app and it's really convenient because it's all right there. So I said, let me just try it on the PS5. First of all, this is more of the Plex developers, not really Sony. Plex on PS4 is not good in terms of it's kind of clunky, doesn't work very well, and it has this issue. It's not me, it's not my PS4, it's the app itself. When you're watching something, after 5 to 15 minutes, the app crashes. Really? Point blank, it crashes almost every time. I don't know if they fixed that, but that's how it used to be. And then after that, when you boot the app again, it's fine for the duration of you know the time you turn on the system. But the first time you boot up the app from a fresh boot... Within 5 to 15 minutes of you watching something, it's going to crash. <laughs> like 90% of the time it does that. The PS5 version of Plex does not do that. It actually runs well. I was happy with, you know, no lagginess, no weird stuff happening on the app itself. But one thing that shocked me is I was not watching anything in 4K, right? I was watching an anime in 1080p. And I looked at it and I'm like, I've seen this episode before. It, does this look better? Like, I swear this looks better than usual. And even my friend was with me and she was just like, no, 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 it's not your imagination. Like, this looks better than how it normally does. So even just basic stuff like watching media looks better on the PlayStation 5. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't really try the media features because uh, I'm a Shield TV user. Sure. Un, un, unlike your uh, raving review on it, <laughs> I, I think you just had a bad unit. But I, I, I truly think so, man. I would be willing to give the latest Shield TV a new shot, but I was just so annoyed by that first one. I, pretty much for anyone who doesn't know, I had a Shield TV. I had all this hype around. I think it was like the first or second. I think it was the first gen model, and I had all these stupid issues with it, both software and hardware. No, they've definitely fix that at this point and i still have an original pro model and mm -hmm. uh i think the hard drive was starting to go out on it so mm -hmm. i think i cloned the hard drive over to an ssd and mm -hmm. uh cleared the cache and everything and ever since then it's just ran fine and i've had it for five or six years hmm and and that's that's why a lot of people didn't like my video because they're just like it was pretty much like oh well you just got a bad model you're running into all these other issues and stuff and i'm just like well these are all valid issues like this is gonna get into a whole shield thing but it's like look when i have to install like another 
Android OS on here or other Android build, or when like every other update, something else breaks, but fixes something that was broken before. Like this is not just my imagination. These are hardware and software issues that are happening with my unit, both of my controllers, the batteries died on them. And they were having all these other crazy issues and stuff. And uh, the thing that annoyed me the most is I was in a very populated apartment complex and you could not disable the Bluetooth on there. So I was constantly getting interruptions with people trying to connect to my openly broadcasting Bluetooth, which is why I installed a different Android build on there. And even with that, with settings and with apps, I could not disable that Bluetooth. <laughs> it was, it, it, trust, it was bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I don't know because every, uh, you, you must have had a bad unit. I'm, I'm telling you, if, I would be willing to go buy one and send it mm -hmm. to you just just so that we could fix that we could fix <laughs> no, that mistake. No, you don't, you don't need to do that. I I appreciate the thought there, but those are just my experiences on it. And I remember even with the Bluetooth one, somebody was trying to say they're just like, "Oh, well, that's just the area you live in." I'm like, "Yeah, th th just I I'm damned by the place that I have to choose to live, right? Like, okay, no, if I live out in the country, this isn't going to be an issue. But what if I lived in the heart of New York City? It'd be even worse." No, the Bluetooth's understandable. I've had that once or twice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, but no, I think the newer ones, it doesn't rely as much. Well, no, I think it's all Bluetooth now. Because I think before it used to use 2.4. That's correct. Yes, it used to use 2.4 and Bluetooth. So, but like my, I think the controller that you got was uh, 2.4. Or that, it was the remote or one of them. That's my one thing. I had the original media remote that I paid like 60 bucks for. Mm -hmm. That one ended up, I think, after like a year or two, the it ended up just the battery stopped working. That's then, what happened with me. Yeah. And then I was screwed. But uh, with the newer remote, it actually has double A's. So it, it's it's a tri yeah, it's a triangle, and some people will have opinions <laughs> on that. But um, it's a really good it's a really good remote. And I mean, after I I bought a remote for sixty dollars for something that I've had for five years. And it made it feel like a brand new device, basically. That's great. And it's that's great. And it's I've never gotten updates on something for as long as I have on the shield. So I think I've definitely gotten my money's worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, it was just frustrating because I was even going to like I was going to make uh, like I was going to kind of do an emulator build on there and then I didn't really get motivated. So I kind of just used it as playback. And even just like it was just annoying, even like even just using it as like a Chromecast type device just a lot of stuff wasn't working properly on there. So I actually ended up kind of sacrilegious to some people, I'm sure, hearing this. I ended up, I sold the device and I pretty much got enough money from the device to just go out and buy a Chromecast Pro. And I'm like, cool, I'm happy. That's what I want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, um, they, they've definitely, I, I know the first year on the Shield was kind of rough, but it, it's really come a long way. Well, do you remember the I never had this one, but do you remember the portable shield TV, how they were like literally blowing up? So NVIDIA was remote bricking them. And it was like, I mean, props to them. They really went out of their way. But they even said like, hey, this is so dangerous that we are going to remote brick these so you cannot use them. But don't worry, completely free of charge. We will send you a brand new fixed NVIDIA Shield portable. Just give us your address. Give us proof of purchase. We'll send it over. And you do not have to send us the original one. Just don't use it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I remember that. The clamshell one with the controller built into it. Yes. Yeah, see, and, and that, that was... They had a lot of issues. I think it was mostly with the batteries, but 
I know, I think for my shield, I've bought maybe the newer version of the controller and I've mm-hmm. bought that media remote. And I mean, for how, what's going on six years now. Sure. I mean, it, it, and I've never felt the need to have something else to stream media. I just use that and it's signed into everything and I pull it up and go over to what I want and I watch it. That's great. See, that's what I wanted and I couldn't have that. But life is unfair sometimes. <laughs> but you can um, though. But you I can. can, but now I also it's also at the point where I'm like, well, I have my smart TV that has pretty good apps. I have the PS5, I have the PS4, I have the Xbox One X, I have the Chromecast. I'm like, I, I don't really need another device right now. So it's kind of like my quote unquote need for it has passed, I guess. But I, I respect that it's probably gotten better. Yeah, uh, I do know with the, the with the remote bricked ones though, I was just gonna say I know there were several people who they were able to just bypass that remote brick by reflashing um, reflashing the OS on there with another Android build. And that seemed to work just fine. And they're like, yeah, we're being careful with them, but like it's it's there. So it works. So even I had friends who's like, yeah, now I have two of these things. I'm like, just just be careful, but awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. So that was uh, overall, I guess, you know, we, we went off tangent, but summarizing it here. I'm of the opinion with the PS5, if you want to, honestly, it's a super duper PS4 Pro, which is what I, what, that's what I wanted. So if you really like the PS4 and you like the ecosystem there and you want something better, especially if you missed out on the PS4 Pro, the PS5 would be a great system to have. If you want to play PS4 games, the PS5 is a great system to have. However, the hardest part is going to be actually getting a hold of one of these damn things. So if you have to have, like, if if there's, for some reason, you, you have a burning desire and you have to play a PS4 game, a certain PS4 game tomorrow, and you can't get a hold of a PS5, then yeah, getting a PS4 would be warranted. Uh, or if there's any of those, like, that small handful of games that doesn't work on the PS5, keeping a PS4 on the side would be important for those. But granted if you can get a hold of a ps5 reasonably in a decent manner if you're wanting to play a bunch of ps4 games the ps5 is a great system to have right now definitely yeah so plenty of stuff to play if you can find one if you can find that's the hardest part man that is the hardest part (laughs) yeah so kind of just wrapping this up here because we've been speaking about games of course but you know, Tristan, I'm just want to know, uh, what games are you currently playing? Um, I haven't really been playing much lately. I've kind of been busy with work and other stuff, but um, okay. I know Ratchet and Clank was what I was playing previously, and and that was that was amazing. Okay, gotcha. Then, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, no, definitely, it it's it's a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. This Oculus Quest 2 is uh, going to be what I've, I'm going to start playing here. I just got it yesterday. It's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. In regards to even, like, I guess what I've been playing, there's only, like, two, I guess, technically three games. Uh, I'm still on my Ring Fit type shit uh, Monday through Friday, trying to do that all, every day, trying to. I need uh, typically to get I might... that. Oh, dude, it is it is great. I I can't. Rec- I mean, I've been talking. I've been singing its praises on the podcast for how long at this point? Like, I cannot recommend that game enough. If you have a switch and you need to get moving, and that game will kick your ass. So it's no joke. 
Yeah, no, the few times I've played it, it's wiped me out, and that's kind of, I need to pick it back up. Yeah, that that's the hardest thing, And but you can set a reminder to play it, so your Switch kind of just, like, buzzes annoyingly three times, and then you can play it, which is nice, but uh, I don't know, I've, I've told people, I'm just like, yeah, if it's not kicking your ass, then you either haven't played it long enough, or you're not playing it on a high enough difficulty, or both. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's funny, because there's been, like... <laughs> There, there there was a time recently like i had a friend over and like they had come over and i was like in the middle of doing ring fit so i was just trying to finish it up and they're like oh okay let me do this with you so they were like doing it alongside me and i'd been going at this for like 10 15 minutes they were next to me after like four minutes they tapped out because they're like oh my and i'm like yeah no this is this is not this looks like a cutesy silly game but physically it's no joke (laughs) (laughs) no definitely yeah, so I've I've still been playing that. Um, I'm finishing up. I know this is a visual novel I talked about last month, but I'm finishing up Spirit Hunter NG. I've just been really busy, so I try and like pick it up when I when I can and all that. And uh, then Resident Evil Village, I did pick that up a few weeks ago, but I am barely into it right now. But it's it's great so far. Although you know maybe maybe the last thing is. <laughs> I played it on PS4 Pro and I was like, wow, for PS4, this looks incredible. And I was super impressed, but it might be kind of bad. I don't know. Is it bad when I like played it on PS5 and I'm like, oh, mm, I thought this would look better. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. I know with uh, Series X, it looked pretty good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for the PS5 version, though. Mm, sure and i don't even think it's anything wrong with the ps5 version specifically i was just playing it and i was like oh like i was i was impressed at what the ps4 hardware could do but then i put it in the ps5 and i'm like oh i'm i mean this is uh, it's kind of like meeting my expectations are a little bit under for in terms of visuals but the cool thing is it was playing at a nice high resolution at 60 frames so that was pretty dope yeah no that that game runs pretty good oh yeah yeah, it's great. It's terrifying. It's very well done so far. So I was, and it is completely unlike any other Resident Evil, aside from it being like first person. So I've just been shocked with it so far. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, anyways, I mean, that is about all I have for this episode of Mario's Minute. Now, Tristan, you know that I like to do this at the end of these episodes, right? And for anyone who doesn't know, if you listen and watch until the end of this episode of mario's minute or any other one uh just to have kind of a treat here i like to pick a keyword or key phrase that people could use in their comment on the youtube upload so if you're watching this on youtube or even if you're listening to this you can come to the youtube upload and if you use a certain keyword or key phrase we will have known when we're going through comments that you made it to the end of this episode. Uh, now, Tristan, I'm going to hand off to you because you're the guest. Uh, what keyword or key phrase should people be using? Uh, I think I got a mug root beer sitting in front of me. So maybe root beer. Root beer. Okay, so if you use the term root beer in your comment on the YouTube upload, we will be looking through and we will know that you made it to the end of this episode. Um, I guess last, last thing on there, Tristan, if people want to correspond, talk to you, do whatever, follow you or something, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, pretty much anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, Discord. Okay, so. cool. I'll, I can plug your Twitter and maybe like something else. Just put links in the description. So we'll Sweet. talk about that offline. All right. Cool. 
cool. Well, anyways, you know, thank you everyone for listening, watching, coming out again to this episode of Mario's Minute. It's absolutely appreciated. And Tristan, thank you for uh, spending some time chatting me up here and uh, having some fun. This is a fun time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been a pleasure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you for listening and watching, everyone. And until next time.